Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. And we're back. You did the outro of the last episode to tease it up. Do you want to do the intro for this episode talking about site accessibility? Yeah. So for this episode, we're going to talk about web accessibility and how you can make your site um, a better user experience, not only for those who are visually impaired, but also just in general for user experience. And you said something on your podcast about this topic where you said, oh, but so many people say, my people don't buy from my site. I don't need to be accessible. Maybe it's because you made it inaccessible that they didn't complete their purchase. So those of you who haven't listened to my podcast, you should, but I'm going to give you this little trip. I apologize to anyone (laughs) who may be visually impaired and has a little bit better hearing than I do for popping your ears out and yelling. So my biggest pet peeve, I, I hear time and time again that people say, I'm a, I sell artwork. No one's going to come and buy artwork if they can't see it. I'm going to call BS and say, no one's going to buy artwork because your site is inaccessible and you have made the choice not to allow them to purchase from you, not because they don't want to. I, I agree a hundred percent for the same reason that blind and visually impaired people like might wear nice clothing. For context, my mother used to work for the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, so I've probably just grown. I grew up with this topic a little bit more than maybe the average person, but people with any disability like the exact same stuff, including art. It, just because you're blind or visually impaired doesn't mean you want to live in a boring builder grade home. <laughs> maybe you have family guests that might come over and, and want to enjoy it, appreciate it. Maybe you want to get it as a gift for someone. Just what an an absolute piss poor excuse to not serve your customers. Yeah. So no more excuses, y'all. I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I've, I've been yelling and not providing nearly enough value. So how can brands make a website more accessible for the visually impaired? And and with the caveat being, it will never be 100%. Yeah, there, there is that caveat. It's not possible to be 100% accessible at this point. And it's just, I, I don't know if it, if it ever could be the audio experience is just different if you are showing something than showing something visually, but what, what can a brand do to make that website more accessible? And you mentioned, um, was it a tab reader or web reader? Why don't we start with what screen reader screen readers? Mm -hmm. So how do screen readers work? If you, if you've never used one or seen one in action and they're too lazy to find a YouTube video showing how they work. (laughs) So yes, if you, if you have the time, let's go through and watch a video of someone trying to navigate through a site with a screen reader. It is eye-opening because you're like, it, the button's right click, like right there. Click on it. Like, why can't you see it? And you're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> you can't see it. But basically what it is, is there's a screen reader that um, it's a, a basically it's like an automated voice who will go through. Not automated. That's a bad description. Anyways, it's a voice that will go through and read the code and uh, interpret what is there and then say it back to you. So if you have links, it'll tell you that there's a link there. If you have a heading, it'll tell you that there's a top heading there. If there's paragraph, it'll read the paragraph text for you. 
Um, but it, it essentially makes it so that a visually impaired person is able to navigate through the site without literally just like barfing every piece of text out to you. They're, they're going to organize it in a way that is, um, that they can process it and, and move through the site, navigating through it. Um, the funny thing is that most of them actually read through the site, uh, like double the speed that you and I might read through because it's an audio. And so they can go through it much faster than if you were actually reading it and trying to absorb it that way. Interesting. And then you can just kind of repeat something or go back to, um, what you want. Listen. Oh, really good. Really cool. And so what else can, um, can brands, brands do. And one thing is, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I really like podcasts as an audio accompaniment for maybe someone who's just visually impaired, but wants to know what that blog post says or what the latest announcement about a company, about a company is. So just using audio to, and diction to, to bring pages to, to life, or is that a waste of time because screen readers can do all, all of that already? Oh, I don't think any of it's a waste of time because you're, you're only considering in that case, those who are visually impaired, there are people who can't read. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people who can't hear, there are people who can't touch. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of different, um, types of people and and types of disabilities that you have to keep in mind. 20% of the world has some sort of form of disability. So it's, we're talking now about, um, screen readers, but really there's a lot that, that store owners can do. Uh, I mentioned in the previous episode about images, um, the, the biggest thing you need to do for that is make sure that you're adding alt text and alt text is essentially d- the description that is going on in the photo. This is not your opportunity to keyword stuff. This is your opportunity to describe what is happening in the photo. And I like to attribute this to, uh, if you're talking to someone on the phone, they cannot see the image directly in front of you. You have to explain everything that is in the photo so that they can get a, a picture in their mind of what is actually being displayed. So that's what the alt text is for. If I'm ever on a reality television competition and I'm blindfolded and have to get instructions from someone up top the tower yelling how to get out of the maze, I hope I'm on your team, Alana. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because when you when you learn to to describe what's happening in the photo in a way where someone can't see it, you learn so much more about your products. You learn so much more about the imagery that you're sharing and is the imagery actually valuable or not? Or am I just throwing up some kind of piece of image that doesn't even, you know, contribute to the conversation that we're trying to have. And so I think it actually helps you to hone in a lot of your branding as well and making sure that you're sharing content that is valuable. And even, um, one example that I heard is actually for in insurance adjustment, which is if you say we had a toaster and you lost in a house fire or a burglary or something that they will replace with a $15, whatever the cheapest toaster from Walmart or Amazon is. But the exact same toaster could be described as it is a two slice stainless steel six option toaster with a blue LED button. Yeah. Sounds so much better, right? It it does. And that might be the same $15 toaster, or it might be the, what's that really expensive brand, Smeg? It, yeah. could, it could be either one. Who who knows what uh, what will show up on the on the adjustment. But it just, it makes everyone's life easier. We didn't hit on the last point, which is accessibility is a need for some people, but it's also a want for a lot of others. Yeah. 
I think many folks forget that um, a, a lot of what we have today was built or created because of accessibility needs or or accommodations, if you will. So moving that offline a little bit, if you think about the fidget spinner, mm-hmm. that was created because uh, of a person in, needed, in need that needed to be able to uh, focus their attention on something mm-hmm. without like causing a big scene. And so they created the fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. And now kids today play with that all the time. So there's a lot of reasons for creating accessible sites. Yes, there are people who need that, but there's also people who have a want. And so transitioning more away from just alt text, if you will, uh, or even even on images still, one of a, a big factor that where someone might want better clarity but may not need it, not always the case, is clear contrast between your text and the image that, that's going on or just text on a background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you think about... Uh, for example, at checkout, if you have a gray text, like a dark gray text on on a light gray background, you're not going to be able to read that. And so you're creating this friction for the customer as they're trying to go through the process. Um, you can also think about it if you're on your phone outside and the sun is beaming down, you're not going to be able to, to tell the different um, text that's on there if there's not a strong contrast. And so I usually say, it's best to have a white background with a, a black or almost black text to ensure that there is high contrast between the two. And that would be the same thing for an image. It's the same thing for text. Creating that contrast creates a better user experience, regardless of whether or not you have a, a visual impairment of some sort. Mm-hmm. And just once again, the theme is do the right thing and you'll make more money. Yes, exactly. And that's, I think that is where people miss it, right? They don't even realize that they're doing something wrong. But if you start to learn about it and you start to implement different accessibility things into your, or accessibility elements into your design and into your conversations and into your marketing techniques, you're allowing more people to see what you've got to say, which is only going to increase your revenue. So you're by not doing this, you're ignoring 20% of the population with a disability and saying, I actually don't care about you. I'm willing to put that 20% up on a pedestal and say, oh, I'm not going to worry about that. I don't need that. That's that's beneath me. And that's not true. No. And it's, if you've ever been in a custom built house that's designed to be wheelchair accessible, ooh, it's spacious and luxurious. Ooh, double doors <laughs> right? and everything. Ooh, no trouble moving a sofa through that. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, Alana, I think we could harp on this all day long. If people want more and they want to join us, where can they find you? Where can they give you a follow? Where can they access you? Yeah, so you can find me at alanadavis.com. It's I-L-A-N-A-D-A-V-I-S or on Twitter at Alana Davis. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we will see you soon. Thanks so much. OmniSend doesn't just automate your marketing, they integrate with best-in-class apps like Smile, Gorgeous, Recharge, Shopify, and more. Easily migrate to OmniSend and join 70,000 customers, from Baking Steel to the Lakers store, and automate your marketing without frustrating your customers by being relevant and timely. Get started today for free 
with email, SMS, and web push notifications over at Omnisend.com. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to TripleWhale.com and sign up today.